Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The scheme that we use in Baltimore is actually extremely multiple and flexible. And the foundation of what we're going to do here will be from that. But... The beauty in that is a lot of the things that they've already done here that they've had success in, we are very similar there. So there should be a lot of crossover teaching. But I think in this league, it's hard to just pigeonhole yourself as one particular thing because you're going to face different situations throughout the entire year, whether it's weather, uh, injuries, there's a, there's a multitude of factors. And your scheme better be flexible enough to, one, adapt to the players and adapt to whatever situation you may be in. So. And with all of that, with Anthony Weaver, the new defensive coordinator, talking yesterday, we start our Friday and say good morning to everybody. As uh, Talking a little bit, Anthony Weaver, and we'll have some more for you coming up here. Um, but had a lot of good stuff for fundamental questions about his defense and uh, things that he's going to be doing, including a lot of what the Baltimore Ravens did last year. And listen, um, Baltimore Ravens had – a bunch of great players on that team. Not good. They had some great players at every level. And uh, if he can get them playing like that, that that group of linebackers, Smith, Queen, and Van Noy last year, uh, the best in football, period. Uh, we get anything like that, um, boy, that would uh, that'd be great. So anyway, he's got some stuff. Had some great comments, actually. Uh, I know the writers were all fired up. First of all, the guy had a personality and was nice and was okay with everybody. <laughs> so we'll start with that. But uh, also, listen, man, energetic uh, about being down here and uh, pumped up and and uh, and then had some really good comments on Jalen Ramsey and how he's going to use him, which has uh, been a hot topic both for the players inside and for the media on the outside of why we basically gave Jalen Ramsey games off to set, sit out there on the outside by himself and everybody left him alone and picked on the other guys and instead of covering the best receiver. And uh, Anthony was pretty open. Anthony Weaver's pretty open about, we got to get that guy. Listen, he's really frigging good. We got to get him involved in the game and loves to compete. Wants Jalen Ramsey is very open about, I want to take the top receivers. I mean, I, I want to have a chance because if I'm covering the top receivers, they're going to throw it to the top receivers. Teams aren't going to stop throwing to the number one receivers. No matter who's on them, you're going to throw to your number one guys. It's not like, oh, you got a top three corner on you today, probably three targets your way. I mean, no. The big guys are getting eight to 12, 13, 14 targets a game, and, and that's not going to change. And 
yeah, you throw it Jalen Ramsey enough, he's going to pick him off. He's going to put up some numbers. So, anyway, um, that, that'll be interesting to see how it goes and guys coming back and I guess a lot of guys working, working out over there already and getting healthy, especially the guys that have been injured and uh, trying to speed it up. So, um, it's pretty clear. The fundamentals of what Mike McDaniel stands for, um, how we treat players, um, we coach them hard, we love them, you know, love them up. Um, Anthony Weaver's from that school. I'm guessing that would, that had to be right there at the top beside your resume. Is like, look at this, how I kind of like to do things around here. Not kind of, this is the way we do it. And this way I like to do it with the whole team, and especially when I'm with the offense. But I like it really done with the defense too, man. Coach them up, pat them on the back, and uh, and let's get ready, get ready to go. So anyway, that was uh, yesterday. We'll have more if you missed it from Anthony Weaver coming up and uh, kind of mix it in with uh, some of the players and and uh, what the team has to do. And and you know what happens, man? Super Bowl is over. Mock drafts start up. Around the Indy Combine and Pro Days all getting ready to kick in and and uh, and everything else. So Tony Pauline will join us a little bit later in the show. We'll we'll talk to him uh, a little bit. We'll just tease you a little bit out there if you don't mind about kind of the strength of of this draft. How deep is it? We'll kind of get into some positions that the Dolphins might be looking at. I know one position everybody's looking at: offensive line. I've never heard more teams going. Yeah, we could use a tackle. Yeah, we could use a guard. Oh, man, we need another guy, a swing guy. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get into that part of it. And, of course, the quarterback position and uh, and everything else is always uh, number one position, especially when the quarterback position is expected to go one, two, and three uh, quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May. I don't know in that order. It could be, you know, I don't know. Everybody's gonna have a little different flavor and look at workouts differently and and uh, and everything else that that takes place. So we'll have all that for you. Congratulations last night. We don't do this very often. I watch this girl shoot. And I've been watching her highlights all year. Caitlin Clark, the Iowa star, the all-time leading scorer in women's basketball, which has been around for a long, long time. Uh, last night broke the record. No, check that. She didn't break the record. She shattered the record. 49 points last night. She's shooting threes, Woody, and looks like they're layups. She looks like she's in the layup line, the way she knocks down uh, down threes. And just, just great for the game. Great, great for the game. Sellouts or tickets are going for a lot of money. And by the way, She's making a lot of money, which is really refreshing um, to hear that she's making damn near a million dollars. I didn't realize how many commercials till last night, the commercials that she does for uh, for a lot of different companies. And uh, we'll probably, everybody said, well, she'll have to take a cut and pay. No, she'll take all those sponsors with her to uh, the WNBA for sure. And I know the salaries of, of WNBA players is the ladies aren't making nearly the money that uh, that the men make, but she'll make up for a lot of it with what she's done and take it right into. She's become very popular, social media very popular, and she'll do just fine. So it's really, really a nice story this morning. Really, really good story. The Panthers do it again last night. You just heard those highlights. Tenth straight road win. 
Uh, a shutout for Stolarz last night, uh, getting the, the night between the pipes. 45 saves for him. You heard Verhage had a couple of goals, 28 on the season for him. Tampa Bay tomorrow before coming back home. But well, they have been really good, and they have now run down the Boston Bruins, tied with them in points in the East for the best record. How about that? Boy, I'll tell you what. They have quietly – and, you know, they they went through that little spurt there at home where they, you know, lost in overtime and, and, and that stuff and ended up, what, losing three or four in a row. But, man, they've uh, – kind of really getting it together and really buying in. And, and last night, Coach said, well, we just we, we kind of looked dead, you know, and didn't didn't look. I mean, they played back-to-back road games, you know. And he said, but uh, listen, they gave everything they had and they beat Buffalo and we're happy. Nobody's going to bitch about winning games in the NHL or anywhere else. We, uh, we have a lot of stuff going on here this morning, plenty of uh, stuff to get. I'm guessing Kyle Shanahan's going to be glad to get this week over. <laughs> it's amazing. You make it to the Super Bowl, right? You make it to the Super Bowl, and and it's the biggest game. It's you know the most viewed sporting event we have by far in this country. So we watch everything. We're watching up close. We've got more cameras. We got more people telling us what's going on. We we've got yeah. I mean, it's just it's a different level. Everybody's figured that out and and everything. Hell, we even got stories about celebrities that like each other and don't like each other and getting kicked out of games and and uh, people using it to get noticed and it, it's uh yeah it's it's gotten crazy. Celebrities that go to the Super Bowl and everything else. But Kyle Shanahan probably never thought he'd be the number one target coming out of this Super Bowl the way he has. You talk about a rough week. Um, and I'm not so sure all his players had his back. I thought at first it was it was kind of just the defensive coordinator was taking the hit, and they're going, you know, and a lot of people go, how do you get rid of a guy that put up those kind of numbers in the regular season? And and listen, I, I am not – I'm not I, the coach, if you're not happy with the guys you have, you get rid of them, you're going to take a little hit. But you got to have guys that you feel comfortable with. And if you start, if you're in meetings on one side of the football and you start worrying about guys on the other side and they're not doing what you want or they're getting too aggressive and you don't like the way they're calling games because it doesn't look like the last two guys that now have head coaching jobs, then you got to get rid of them. I mean, if you got that problem, you're the head coach because you're asking to be the first one. I mean, if it doesn't go well and you start losing games, so I don't have a problem with that, and I know people have been killing Shanahan for getting rid of his defensive coordinator. I, I look at, he's got to go, and, and I got an, I, I'm guessing, and it's a pretty educated guess that some of the best players on that team probably weren't all in on the defensive coordinator. Now players don't come out and say that because bad look for them. You're running the team. We see what happens in the NBA. Those guys get crushed when they people think they're starting to make decisions in the front office and and the coaching staff. But I would guess if we went around privately to all the star players on that defense and they got a bunch of really good players on that defense, you find out that a lot of those guys aren't all in on what the defensive coordinator was doing it, and the head coach knew that. And uh, you got to get rid of that. And so that's what he did. I wouldn't read into it any more 
than that. And listen, that doesn't take away from Shanahan still being the head coach and all the things that he did or didn't do that uh, everybody's had an opinion on this week as uh, we kind of wrap this thing up and, and put it to sleep and and uh, and start to move on here because we got a lot of stuff going on, man. A lot of, lot of stuff going on here as, uh, as uh, the week comes to an end and we'll be hitting it all for you this morning. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Well, some stuff. It was interesting. Everybody's uh, going to start breaking down different parts of of the Dolphins team, and it's going to be talked about all off season. And uh, instead of hitting everything every day, and and you see our writers rotating topics in there, and and trying to figure out the next one, and who to keep, and who not to, and who who we got to get another, we got to get more good play out of, and you know, listen, Cater Kohu did not have a good year. I mean, there's no way to put it. I mean, he's a great tackler. He's a great tackler. One of the best tackling defensive cornerbacks I've seen. By the way, Ramsey's really good too. But really, really good. I mean, that guy comes up on those quick passes. You try to set up with uh, receivers out in front of him on, on stuff the outside. That guy gets around, and, and he is a one-on-one tackling machine. He really is. But the rest of his game and his coverage I thought was Really bad. Not not very good. Um, but the guy that really needs to take the big step up is not a third-year guy that was a free agent, wasn't drafted, and Cater Kohu, who had a really good rookie year, had a great rookie year for what you got him for, really good. The guy needs to be Cam Smith. Everybody knows it. Everybody's talked about it. When the coach got the job and Chris Greer, they called him in and they said, hey, man, we need to get something out of Cam Smith. Cam Smith uh, can't be feeling real good right now. I mean, he basically got treated like a guy that almost should have been cut. It was that bad that the former defensive coordinator would not play him. And by comments from the head coach, he seemed to support it during the year. Not that he ripped anybody, but he didn't exactly say he's getting better. We didn't hear that a lot. So the guy that needs to like be here every day, his vacation should have ended by now, seriously, and he should be back at camp every day. He his his new reputation after his reputation has been crushed for whatever has just happened for last year. Cam Smith, he should have been in there right behind Mike McDaniel this morning. Like why, why the players, when the coaches are all back and we already got a whole bunch of guys working out over there, getting help, Cam Smith should be there even though he's not hurt. His ass should be out there working on stuff. He should be, hey, coach, you coming in today? And, hey, can I meet with you? Can I go over stuff? Cam Smith ought to be begging for a second chance out there. He, that guy, like, if you're serious about it, because you haven't done anything in the league. Like, I, I'm not sure Cam understands. Like, Cam. You haven't done anything in this league, man. You were a first-year bust as a second-round pick. Man, and it's not over. No, you're going to get every chance to not only make the team again, you're going to be on the team. You're going to get every chance to be a starter. You're going you're to have a chance to be a guy that plays 70 to 75% of, of the snaps defensively. You know why? Because you're a second-round pick drafted by the two guys there. The GM and head coach are there, and they want you to succeed because it makes them look good. And honestly, we need you, man. We all need you. We all need you 
whatever it is, man, because I got to tell you, reading between the lines, Cam looked like a guy that just didn't care, that thought he was Jalen Ramsey and uh, an X-Man, a combination of both, who have been two of the best corners in football for a long time. Two of the best. Like, if they got a little attitude or need a day off, you go, okay, because you two have had a lot of really good games and are really good players. But Cam Smith, can't. he can't be like that. Cam, you haven't done anything. I don't know what you did in South Carolina, to be honest. But you're a lucky dude, man, because you're a second-round pick. And you get a fresh start and are going to get treated. Brand new defensive coordinator and the two guys that supported you being our first pick last year are here. And they're going to give you every chance. And they should give him every chance for all that talent and whatever it was that made you draft that guy in the second round. And and, and our first pick last year because we didn't have a first-round pick. So, uh, yeah, but but that's the guy I'm looking – listen, for some reason he flips this around and works for it and works hard every day and got better from whatever bothered him this year that he couldn't get on the field, literally. Um, he was on the 53-man roster. That's about it. That uh, you should be pretty motivated, man. And honestly, I'm going to be checking with guys at work over there. His ass ought to be there. Right now, his vacation. You know, I one thing I'll say about Tua Tungavailoa, when Tua was going through rough times, one thing about it, he wasn't disappearing from camp, hanging out in Hawaii, or going to California, or going back to Alabama to hang out with. The guy was here, like, like guys tell me, hey man, he's already here. He's here working out. He's got the guys together. He's doing extra stuff to help him get better. Like, that year didn't just happen by accident last year. Tua put in a lot of friggin' work. We can, dis- we can agree or disagree on what you think of Tua, but you can't, you can't argue with the work and, and it's paid off to get to where he was last year as a player. You just can't. Anybody that tries to say anything negative off what he has done to stay healthy and productive, then, you know, you're having a bad day already. But uh, Cam Smith, man, he needs to treat it the same way. Matter of fact, he'd be smart to go to a, hey, you've been through this thing, rough start here. What do I do? And Tua's going to tell him, get your ass to camp, man. Get your ass to camp. We're running super late. Woody, how come you didn't stop me here on a Friday, man? I've been jacked up here first thing in the morning. You agree with me, man? If you haven't done anything, like, I don't know. Some are going, oh, you're acting like an old school guy. Old school? You haven't done anything, man. You're, You're a top pick. So you can either stay away and you're going to show up and act like you're still one of the proven veterans on the team, or you can get some of those proven veterans already working out, I was told. Some of those guys already in there getting, working out and stuff. Cam Smith ought to be one of those guys seen and not heard every day, just working out, working out and not saying a word. I know he got millions of dollars for, for being a he – got, he got millions of dollars in signing bonus. Don't spend it all, my man. You might want to put it away and get your ass to camp. All right, hey, we got to go to a break here. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Atlantic Men's Clinic is always a good way to start. ED and low T. My name is Joe Rose, and I have them both. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but it happens, man. I'm in my 60s. It, it happens. And uh, whether it's your sex drive gone, and then uh, 
my energy level, everything was bad. I, I literally, I'm making excuses for my, with my wife. Hey, let's try it tomorrow night. I don't know. Maybe, oh, you're just down, honey. You're just tired. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's normal, right? I mean, I'm making all kinds of excuses. And finally, about six months ago, I go into Atlantic Men's Clinic, meet with their professionals. Matter of fact, I saw the guys yesterday, went in there, and we we're talking about everything. Listen, you're going to have great results. And if you've got ED and low T, bottom line is tired all the friggin' time and your sex drive is gone, it can really F you up, man. It can. It, it, it's, it's embarrassing. You're apologetic. You're making excuses. She's trying to make excuses for you. But if uh, things aren't working in the bedroom and your energy level, maybe it's time to get together Atlantic Men's Clinic. Friday's a great day to do it. Schedule a consultation with Atlantic Men's Clinic today. Your initial visit includes medical consultation with a Florida licensed medical provider at T and a PSA test and medically advised to test dose. And if the test doesn't work in the office, if, if, it, if the dose doesn't work in the office, your visit is free. They have an expert staff and they are ready to help you get your sex life back, get your energy back and everything. We've got six locations throughout South Florida to serve you. 877-455-7300 or... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Visit AtlanticMensClinic.com. Listening is, is truly like it's got to be calculated and not reckless. I've been around both guys, right? I've been around guys that just call it and let's see what happens. Let's throw, let's throw, uh, let's throw flies in the windshield and see what sticks. All right, and then I've been guys that have been more calculated than that. And I believe you have to be calculated, not reckless, in blitzing because when you do blitz, you're obviously leaving uh, your under coverage and secondary vulnerable. So whenever we do blitz, it'll be with intent. <laughs> it's Jalen Ramsey. I mean, come on now, like. He, you talk about prototype corners. Um, he is that, right? Size, length, speed, competitiveness. The thing about him is I think he is he's your ultimate chess piece. So to have him just sit outside and, you know, be a field corner or boundary corner or something like that, I think is a detriment to him. We got to find ways to move him around where he can be most impactful. And um, we're committed to doing that. Wow. 
Was that a Friday breath of fresh air to hear Anthony Weaver? I just kept replaying it yesterday when it came in on the computer. Woody, I just kept going, here, let me get back this again. This guy, um, there's going to be no more like, yeah, hey, listen, nothing against the rest of you guys, but Jalen Ramsey's one of the best in the business, and he wants to. He goes to the coach and says, I want to cover that dude. That guy's going to be a top five receiver this year and targets, catches, yards, and everything else. I want him. That's the guy I want. That's the guy I want to take. We're with you. You know what? Should. Should. Because if you don't and you put other guys on the guys in the slot and they're the best receiver, it's nothing against those other guys. They're going to get chewed up. They see those matchups. Everything is matchups. Everything is matchups. And um, if you've got a second receiver or first receiver or a third receiver on a, on a nickel back and not – a great cover guy, especially if you're not getting a pass rush, then you you got big problems. You got big big problems. So th- that was great to hear. Also, hey man, this um this blitzing thing, I, we've seen it both ways down here. And by the way, work both ways. To be fair, um, didn't blitz as much this past year, and we broke records. Whatever you think of of the the guy that was just here, he broke the record for for sacks in the history of this franchise. And they've had some pretty good years where they had a lot of sacks. Killer Bees and that group were were pretty special, getting heat. And they shattered that record. And they shattered it before they got to that 17th game. They had that record. So um, they did do some good things, and, and you can do it. And if you can get there with four guys or five guys and you don't have to bring the house, yeah, it's good. Because sometimes you do give up big plays when when you're going all out blitz, as you heard, it get, it can get risky. So, hey man, I love what Anthony Weaver said. I I think when when he was talking, I was thinking of the Kansas City Chiefs. They let you march down the field, get in position, and then they started bringing it and forced forced San Francisco to kick that field goal. That's, that's what's going to be in my head forever, right? Now you're blocking the wrong guy. You leave the best guy, Chris Jones, wide open because you're worried and you think you're blocking down because they're showing a blitz there or there. Um, timing of, of when to blitz and uh, catching people. And and honestly, when we blitz, we had a lot of success here because the guy didn't blitz a lot. The guy here, Vic Fangio, did not blitz a lot. So when he did – Boy, guys were getting popped pretty good. Quarterbacks were getting popped or getting pressured where they got rid of the ball before they wanted to. And and uh, by the pressure, uh, incomplete passes. So so a lot of good stuff. I really like what Anthony Weaver um, had to say. Excited about, obviously, this opportunity to be a defensive coordinator for a second time. Also did it with the Texans uh, before going to Baltimore. And uh, just talking – and hearing his basic philosophy. And it just sounds like it's going to have a lot of Baltimore Raven to it. And listen, the Ravens are a physical, badass defense, man. They they are. Um, have been. We saw it. Hell, Kansas City Chiefs saw it. They didn't score a lot of points in that game either. But uh, like it. Like like what's going on. And, and obviously they had a lot of really good football players and he got a lot out of the safety position. Javon Holland ought to be the most exciting guy. Javon Holland should have been the first guy to show back up at camp too and go, hey, man, just just heard 
about, you know, excited about having this and, and getting more. And I saw what your safeties did in Baltimore, man. I, uh, I'd like to be that. I'd like to be Hamilton. I, I'd like to get that success. You know, that's what those guys have to work off of, right? Where the guys come from, how they played. Oh, yeah, you were a pro bowl or all pro guy. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I'd like to have four interceptions, five interceptions, and, and all the plays that you made. So uh, we got to get that guy more, get get that guy do, going and obviously miss some games because he was injured at the end of the year. But we got to we got to get him moving around and get more involved in plays and and look more like he did his rookie year than what he's looked like the last couple of years because he's got that kind of talent. We saw it. We've we've seen it at times. Just just like to see it more. So this uh, that part will be fun as uh, we go forward and uh, good to hear. Anthony Weaver, the offense defensive coordinator, uh, talking to media for about 20 minutes yesterday and talking uh, about a lot of different things. I guess basically the guys, uh, the print media wanted to know, you know, fundamental beliefs of, of your defense and the guys you've been around and what you like and, and you don't like. And, and uh, listen, I, I was glad to hear they like some of what Vic Fangio did because we are notorious in this organization when somebody leaves. We badmouth them right to their grave. <laughs> we we take guys that whether it's mutual split or they get fired, and boy, we've been known if they're we've been known to like leak stuff out, and and it's just nice to hear like Vic Fangio did some good things. I, I understand his personality and some so so that's the other part of it, and it's human nature, and I'm guilty. I'm as guilty as anybody, but I think we're all guilty. Some won't admit it because we're going journalistic integrity, which is a bunch of crap. But if some guy's really nice to you and respectful, he gets benefit of the doubt. He just does by every media guy in this town and around the country. Now, you decide you want to go a different route, your ass is going to get called out. And soon as something doesn't go well, you know, people start bringing things up that players will say. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I got my favorite guys. I So 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 I got this, this basic thing. There are a couple guys that just really want nothing to do with the media or anything else. They just want to play the game, be with their teammates. Please leave me alone on the plane, leave me alone on the bus, and leave me alone in the hotel. Even if it's just me and you on the elevator, don't talk to me. I'm okay with that. I had teammates that way. I like to talk to everybody, but I if you don't want to talk and, and you're zoned in or or you're having a bad day and then I find out it's not a bad day, you just you see certain you know, certain people and you're just ugh, nothing. I'm okay as long as you're a good player. And I could give you some names, but there's no reason to do that. Because all fans care about is not who I like and dislike. They want to know guys that are good. And they want they want to hear if they don't. You think one fan cares if some guy's a jerk if he's a really good player? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Really, Joe? The guy's one of the best players. You're bitching about him because he's not nice to you. Get out of here, man. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. You got some guys who are great. Want to talk? Ask you questions. Life after stuff. What'd you see, Joe, in the game? What was good? A good call or bad call? I get that. I get that every game too. Uh, and then you got guys who just you know they're with their guys. That's it, man. Don't don't want to talk. 
not every guy's Raheem Mostert. And and they got a lot of good guys like Raheem Mostert on that team. Got time, want to come over and talk. And and you got coaches and players that just leave us alone. <laughs> leave me alone, bro. I got you. Hey, uh, we got to go to uh, to break here. And uh, we do have a lot more. Anthony Weaver is really good. And if you missed it, we'll have more of his uh, really good stuff, Woody. Good, good sound bites there. And uh, we'll have some more stuff. Tony Pauline is uh, going to join us later. One, one of my favorite mock draft guys that goes to everything and has been doing this a, a long, long time. And we'll have that. Yeah, it's that time. I, I caved. <laughs> After all of you got all fired up about uh, actually wanting to draft guys in the first and second round and use the Dolphins' two picks, I just said, um, no, we're, we're going to use those picks and we're going to draft players. And um, – We'll get into it. We'll, we'll have all the guys on across the country. We'll have all your favorites on. But uh, Tony Pauline will kick it off, and we'll go into uh, to a lot of different things and positions and how it might uh, connect with the Miami Dolphins, what they might be doing. We'll have all that for you. But first, before we get into anything else, I want to talk to you about baseball. No, 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 not that J.D. Arteaga is coming up, Miami Hurricanes. Baseball coach in 7 o'clock hour because they're getting ready to kick their season off tonight. Uh, but the Marlins, pitchers and catchers, first day was yesterday up in Jupiter, full squad here in a couple of days, and uh, and then we'll be having spring games, man. Go up there to Jupiter, always fun to go up there. Smaller ballparks, just uh, really cool to go up there for the day. I, I still enjoy doing it. And uh, so don't and don't forget, uh, opening day has always been special. It's Thursday, March 28th, so make sure you get your tickets now at marlins.com slash tickets. Single game tickets on sale. You got memberships. They got all kinds of programs. And by the way, don't forget, man, uh, coming up is Monster Jam. Always kids, my grandkids and my kids when they are small, love the Monster Jam. They love those Monster Jam trucks, man. And it's back at Lone Depot Park, February 24th and 25th. That's next Saturday and Sunday. The Grave Digger and all his buddies will be out there for you to watch them roll over the top of each other and flip over and bounce back. And so uh, buy your tickets today at marlins.com slash monster jam. Marlins baseball just about ready to get going. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, before we get back to it here, let's get you a weather update brought to you by the Demesman and Dover Law from your accident attorneys.com. Free consultations 24-7. At 866-954-MORE, it is 64 degrees at the moment and a 2% chance of rain. Joe? Thank you, Woody, and uh, a lot of stuff to get to. Always from time to time, like to, to uh, share personal stuff as uh, I become an old guy and kids are grown up and now I got four grandkids and they're just little ones right now. But uh, So last night, uh, one of my neighbors... Say, hey, what are you doing? I said, ah, man, not much. I was just talking and shooting the breeze and had a coffee and sitting out in front. Well, hey, man, I'm, I'm running over. You, you want to go and just watch my son's kids, his grandson, play flag football? Oh, okay. All right, let's do it. 
I said, man, I don't, you know, I don't even know what sport everybody's playing. Apparently, like one beautiful thing about down here, I think there's like 17 different sports being played between schools, between travel leagues. There, there's all kinds of stuff. Like, there's parents listening right now. Go, yeah, my kids in soccer. Yeah, mine's in flag. Mine's doing this. Mine's in baseball. Mine's in. So, so I, I get that there's a zillion different sports going on, and we just kind of follow the college and professional stuff here. But uh, so, so I went out to flag football, nine, 10, 11 year olds, maybe in that age. And um, just stand out there killing some time and a couple of hours, nobody was home. So I decided to go out. Um, it, it's a different world right now, man. In, <laughs> and I'm glad flag football's around. I, I NFL's really going out of its way to push flag football and Keep kids, both boys and girls, interested for for not everybody that does the tackle football thing and, you know, still wants their kids to play but don't want them to be tackled and have to put the helmet on and stuff. And so I'm all all for the flag football program. But, man, I got to tell you, some of the parents – and I get – and I I defend coaches a lot whether because it's usually parent coaches. A lot of them are – coaching because their kids on the team and you know they still have jobs it's you know not like that's what they do 24 hours a day I gotta tell you man some of you parents out there are crazy crazy um I know everybody's got a story I I guess it's everywhere it's just like I said we just have such great weather that we constantly have really good travel league teams and and I know it's Every, everything's about winning and and my son needs to play more and my daughter and and scholarships and and I see the tennis gang out there where I am and the parents how they are about the amount of money spent with the best coaches to speed the process up for their kids to try to get a scholarship and I know what the big picture is to to watch them on you know in a professional tennis match at some point playing you know at the Miami Open or something but I saw something last night that, you know, I, I'm not shocked by anything. I've seen it. Hell, I've had I've had teammates that were really good football players that were crazy watching their kids. I go, dude, you, you, you're like really good. Why are you acting like this? All the other parents who are paying money to go watch you play and you're acting like an idiot. Well, what are you doing? I'm not, no, man, it's wrong. And then, you know, and I did. I had I had a teammate that everybody was complaining about to the point that he'd confront officials and I, I almost wanted to say his name just now, and I said, "Dude, you got to stop." I was on the radio. I go, "You got to stop. It's terrible." Like people are saying, they know you are a passionate, really good football player, but you got to stop, man. Like they're kicked. You got kicked out of a game. They asked you to leave. That should never happen. I don't care if it's a bad call. I, I like let somebody else act like an idiot, not you. So, last night, saw some parents over on the side complaining about calls in flag football for 9, 10, 11-year-olds. A call what? Blocking the blocking, blocking the uh, flag. I don't know what it's called. Flag blocking. Flag guarding. Guarding. Thank you. And I was like, wow. Let them play. You know, and parents about their kids not playing and playing and, and – uh, 
I, I, I just want to say this, and I know not every coach out there is perfect. I know some of them are going to play their son more than your son because he's out there and he feels he's got that right and they're splitting time and there's a good chance your son is better than his son. Um, so not everything's perfect, but it's, you know, or fair. But it's not going to be fair as you go through either sometimes. I, um, then I see parents, wives, moms, screaming. I'm like, woof. Man, I need to stay home. I need I need to stay out of that whole uh, that whole thing. Man, it's tough. And by the way, the, those officials you get mad at and scream at, I don't know what do they make at those parks, Woody? What do you figure they make? <laughs> Twenty bucks, Not enough. Thirty, Not forty enough to get bucks. Yelled at by people. Some of them are young kids. <laughs> I told you what they did before my son's baseball league. They sent out a uh, an email. That yeah, was, what they do now? What what did they? It was basically you know. In a nice way, it said, leave the officials alone, you know, leave the umpires alone. And it said, you know, you have to behave. It was basically like telling parents they have to behave at the games or they get their asses tossed out. If you want to go in an NFL game, and my buddy that's here in town that's an NFL official who makes a few hundred thousand dollars, makes a living, a good living. If you want to call him a bum leaving, that's fine. <laughs> You, the guy's a pro, and you know he's supposed to be top. And you don't like his calls, and and his buddies as as they got security taking him out of the stadium. If you want to take a minute because you're mad about you know one of those guys made a call that you didn't agree with, and you want to go, you're a friggin' bum. That's okay. I don't know though, man. A kid making twenty, thirty, forty bucks. I I told you my great story. So when I was, uh, my son was playing. Uh, Little League Baseball. And so uh, I was an assistant coach because I couldn't be there between jobs all the time, but I, I wanted to be involved as a divorced father so I, uh, so I could be there. And um, so one day they go, oh, my God, the official, Joe, would you mind would you mind being the umpire behind the plate? I go, yeah. So I say, you guys come in here real quick. I got a couple fundamental things. I said, I don't want everybody to sit up here and walk, so I'm going to open up the strike zone so I don't want to hear you coaches telling Johnny not to swing. (laughs) If it's close and you ain't swinging just so you can get a walk, I don't like that. I'm going to call strikes. That that was one thing I I, I felt strongly about. So, you know, it's my rules, right? I'm the one that took my uh, tie off and, and put a T-shirt on with uh, slacks on and uh, was out there. So now I got – the ball hits a guy running around third base, right? And I hear a mother screaming, he's out, the ball hit him, the ball hit him. And I was like, this isn't I, – Woody, I said I couldn't help myself. This isn't tag. This isn't ball tag where the ball hits you and you freeze. <laughs> So, and her husband didn't say anything. She, he's like, hey, you're out. That's a terrible call. The guy's going around and the ball hit him. Was the ball hit the, the runner halfway around from third base to home? Like, huh? So, so they just, they wouldn't let it go. So I called the, the father over. The father over, I said, hey, listen, man. I said, you got to calm her down a little bit. I said, I'm, I'm just trying to help out, number one. And number two, do you know? What she's screaming about, she's 100% wrong. So now he, now 
apparently the way I said it, which I'm no angel. So the guy now now he now he's uh, now he's getting a little fired up because he's got to defend his wife. I was like, oh god, that was the last time I did a Woody. I finished the game. I end up taking shots at about everybody out there. It was just relentless. You would have thought it was Game Seven of the World Series. Well, you can tell, man. I go out there with you know my son. He's playing seven-year-old baseball, and you could tell the parents that take it too seriously. And I don't, you know, look, man. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I don't tell anyone how to parent, but I'm kind of letting my son do, you know, what he wants to wants to play baseball. Great, you know, if he enjoys it, he enjoys it. I'm not gonna pressure him. I'm not gonna push him or anything like that. You know, I mean, kids are seven, right? Like. Let them. Well, you, know, you want them to. Have, I want to have fun. Is you want them to have a thing. good experience. Yes, I want them to have fun. You want them to have such a good time they can't wait for a Marlins game or go to yes. a Canes baseball game or, hey, Dad, I want to go go watch and 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 not go. Oh, I'm done. That guy ruined it for me. I I'm just not like you know I'm not gonna push him to get to the major leagues at seven. And I know that there are some parents out there that are like. By the way, there's plenty of time for that. You know, that want to live through their kids and whatever. And, that will all play itself you know. out. And by the way, you screaming <laughs> or you sta- standing yeah. in the back there not doing anything. Well, we got to keep those stats, you know, stats won't have, up, bro. Won't have, won't make any kind of difference whether your son, by the way you are, or screaming to And uh, by the way, it doesn't stop back. at the youth age. I'll tell you this story really quick. So I'm doing a Division two baseball game the other night. I don't care about the time. I know we have to go to break or whatever. But um, we're doing a Division two baseball game the other night, and the guy that's pitching, um, they you know they had a couple issues in the, in the field and whatever. They didn't call errors. They called hits. The dad of the pitcher comes up to where we're oh, broadcasting yeah. the game. We've got the guy scoring the game next to me, and he says something to the guy scoring the game. Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, those are errors." It's the you know dad of the pitcher, and instead of <laughs> you know getting hits charged yeah. against his kid, he wanted errors oh, charged against his man. teammates. Oh lord! And I'm, I'm like, first of all, this guy's sandbagging his, you know the, the teammates up there, like wanting errors to be put on them instead of his kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right? But could you imagine the the balls of someone to come up from this you know from the stands and start confronting the scorekeeper during a game? Hey, that, by the way, that's the world we live in right now. I see a guy at a tennis tournament at our club, and this happens all the time. This is not like once in a while. You're going to play in your match and going in the back at Central Park, and a a, a girl, a 10- or 11-year-old girl, double faults, and the parents are cheering. <laughs> Instead of, like, yeah. your daughter making a great shot where you cheer, like, oh, what a great shot, Susie, way to go. You're cheering that the other girl double fault. <laughs> like, oh my God. That, all right. Hey, listen, we got to go to break here. That was at a college baseball game, though, man. Like a real college baseball game. I know. Game. It actually comes out of the seats, goes up to the top, and confronts the guy. Crazy, Woody. Crazy. Hey, uh, speaking of that, we've got uh, J.D. Artiaga, Miami Hurricanes baseball coach. What a story he has, man. Been an, an assistant coach for 21 years at the University of Miami. Now going to take the big seat as the uh, Hurricanes uh, get set to kick off their season tonight. Right now, I want to tell you about Baptist Health South Florida. Sports-related injuries, man. Hate talking about them, but I do know this. If you play team or individual sports and you're competitive, sooner or later, we all get hurt. There's nothing you can do about it, no matter what age. 
It's going to happen. It sure is nice to have Baptist Health South Florida. People ask me all the time, where do the pros go? And I go, enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, and the Miami Dolphins all trust those great doctors at Baptist Health South Florida, FIU, FAU, and go on and on. Uh, they have the top specialists and surgeons they put together so that when you do have a knee or a shoulder or foot and ankle problem or hand, back, Achilles, hip and knee replacement, all those things that do pop up every day, we got some of the best specialists in the country. That's why it's a top 50 sports medicine program in the country right now. And by the way, they got time to see all of us. That's why they've got me talking about it this morning. And I will tell you this as well. We got three great locations. Doctors Hospital in Coral Gables been around for a long time, had three or four operations there already. But now we're at Hard Rock Stadium right next to the training facility, a nice Baptist Health facility there. And then at Broward County, listen to this, the new facility on 595 and Pine Island in Plantation. So easy to get to because it is right off of 595. Can't miss it right next to the Renaissance Hotel. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. One go every day, man. It's about getting you healthy and make sure if you're up there, say hello to Dr. Swartzen, one of the best doctors in the business. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.